Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great and he is greatly to be praised. And y'all, yes, yes. I'm going to bring it on this tell it like it is Thursday. Tell it like it is Thursday. And so in the life of a single mom and a real church lady, glory to God, I had choir rehearsal on Tuesday night. And so I was like, you know what? Choir rehearsal comes first. I'm going to do this podcast on Thursday. Glory to God. And so, y'all, I'm going to get straight to the point. But God is so great. I just thank God for him being in my life. And I'm going to get straight to this because, listen... Y'all be living in a world where a lot of things are at our fingertips, easy access, and the world, society, culture is pushing their agenda. But we need to make sure that this is the agenda that God wants. And so the title on tonight is The Pursuit of Happiness Gone Wrong. The Pursuit of Happiness Gone Wrong. And so... In this world, you just see that it's just popular to just go after happiness, happiness, happiness. Like, whatever makes me happy, that's what I'm going to do. And even I have people and I've come across people that say, hey, girl, you know, like you need to live your life and be happy or whatever. And guess what? I'd be like, I don't even want to hear that because I went, went, when I was doing what I wanted to do in happiness, it landed me as being a single mom. Uh, raising my children by myself and I love my children but it's the fact that hey I wish I would have just stepped back and been like wait a minute this might be making you happy in the moment but it's gonna lead to this and so this is this the problem when you focus in on a moment see happiness is situational and so like okay yeah you happy now but will you be happy later? And so that's the thing we need to be thinking about. But see, the devil and the culture and all of this don't want you to think about that. They don't want you to think about the next day or maybe the next hour or even eternity. They don't. That's not being pushed. It's like whatever makes you happy Go for it. But my question is, especially to people be like, I'm saved and I love God. Really? Is this thing that's making you happy also, also making you holy? Holy. So if what is making you happy is not also making you holy, you don't need to do it. See. We're going to get into some things that may be making you happy in the, you know, it's a moment, but it's not making you holy and God is not pleased and your life is not going to be successful in God's eyes until you realize that your happiness is ruining your relationship with him. And then some people are so selfish that their happiness is ruining their relationship with their children, their relationship with a spouse, their relationship with others, their happiness, because they're so focused on themselves. And I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's normal because you don't have the Holy Ghost. You don't have God's spirit. So, hey, you're just going to gravitate to your simple nature so whatever makes you happy let's do it that, that's what that's what the culture is saying but it's wrong it's wrong on the God's eye. so y'all if you really want to be more than happy 
choose Jesus. So, so let me get into my introduction. That is part of it. Happiness is temporary. Happiness is temporary, but joy is everlasting. Joy is everlasting. And see, that's what I'm going for. Like, I cannot, like this, this, this momentarily temporary, I can't be going for because first of all, look, I love me and I have to think about the future. And so since I may be living the next day or the next year, I got to make decisions based on that. And I'm definitely going to spend somewhere in eternity again. So I have to think about the everlasting. And so joy is everlasting. It's everlasting. So we... Pursuing happiness, pursuing happiness, y'all, will leave you empty and unfulfilled. And so you see a lot of people like one moment they're happy, the next moment they're depressed because they don't have joy. And what was happening in that moment, you know, got them a little excited, got them a little, you know, happy in the moment. But then, bang, you got to deal with natural problems again. Bang, you have to deal with horrible situations, okay? So this temporary thing, it's just not going to do because you're still empty. You keep coming up empty and unfulfilled and unsatisfied with yourself and your life because you're looking for moments and not the everlasting, not the enduring. And that that was me one day. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. Mm-mm. I'm happy today. Things are going well today. And then the next day is not like I just I'm not feeling it. You know why? Because at that moment, I didn't have Jesus in my life. And Jesus makes the difference. I know the world is trying to push Jesus out. That's why you see people suicide, even young children suicide. Because the world and this culture is all into their self. And they have pushed Jesus out. Out. Don't even want to believe that there is a God. But you think that suicide rates are not going to go up even among children? Hmm. Think about it. Push Jesus out, which is the source of our joy and our life. You think you're going to experience joy? No. You push Jesus out. <laughs> so we have to think about this. Like, do I really want joy? Do I really want joy, something that is going to carry me through the difficult times, through sickness, through pain, through, through hard trials, through, through financial distress, through all of these issues that I may have to endure, family issues, children issues. Do I really want to experience joy or do I just want to be happy, just, just be okay in the moment? I want joy, y'all, because I'm telling you, situations going to come to shake you, going to try to shake you. You're going to need some Jesus. And so it's always going to lead you like unfulfilled if you just have happiness. And so God wants us like it's like you think Jesus, God, you know, God in the flesh, Jesus died on that cross. So you just can have moments of pleasure. No. He died so we can have abundant life. And that means live life to the fullest. Live life to the fullest. And we can't do that apart from him. That's found in John 10 and 10. We cannot do that apart from God. You will always come up empty when you push God out of the picture and want to do it your way. 
Like, forget the temporary stuff. I have to have joy. And so, he wants us to have this joy, not just happiness. Because, yes, sometimes I do. I be happy a lot of times, a lot of times. But I also feel other emotions, other emotions we have. You have you have sad, you have anger, you have, I mean, just so many different emotions. But joy is lasting. It's fulfilling. It's I am content in the state in which I am in. I have peace in the state which I am in because God is with me. So no matter what situation I have to go through, God is with me and I can experience this. And so that that takes me on to the next point. You will find this joy in his presence. Psalm 16, 11. Thou will show me the path of life and thy presence is fullness of joy and pleasures. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And thy presence is fullness of joy and at, well, it just say at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16 and 11. So I'm trying to figure out why we trying to get out of God's presence. But only way we can find joy is in his presence. So and, and just coming to church, that's a part of being in his presence. But this scripture is talking about intimate presence because we already know that God is everywhere at all times. Yes. What God is saying here is when you tap in to his presence by seeking his face and talking to him in his presence is fullness of joy. So when you have these people that make up excuses for being depressed, it's no excuse. Are you in his presence? Obviously, you're not in his presence enough if you are depressed. So if we're going to say we believe in the Bible, I'm going to need us to come on and let us be about it. In his presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. So no matter what is happening to me, if I stay in his presence, I will find that peace. I will find that contentment in him, I will be full, full of him. So I will have joy. But anytime that I stop seeking him, this is what's happening. That's why a lot of people are depressed. Because when I walk out of his will, when I walk away from him, that's when stuff will begin to happen. Or I will go, my mental, I can't think clearly. And I, I will, you will, let me say, you will get depressed because you have taken God out of it. Instead of letting God deal with you and deal with your situation, you have went off to worldly things. You have found your pleasure in worldly things. You have found pleasure in stuff God told you not to do. That's why you are experiencing depression. That's why you feel like you're about to lose your mind. That's why you want to give up because you stepped out. Any 
body that has lost their mind and been depressed you was not consistently in god's presence at one point you start trusting in yourself and not god and and you walked out you stop believing his word you stop spending time with him in prayer you stop fasting trust me i know because when i stopped doing these things several years ago 10 or more years ago i found myself backsliding away from the church and I didn't have the joy anymore because I left his presence, which was my intimate relationship with him. So we need to be, stop saying, I just want to be happy. Okay, well, if your happiness is not holy, God is not pleased, and you're still going to be unfulfilled. Oh, you might be happy for a while. But then that old devil, like he always wanted to do, still kill and destroy. That's his plan for you. And little by little, he going to work his way back into your life or, or in your life. So we have to know that in his presence is fullness of joy. Because the, the culture, <laughs> the oh yeah, and this part about joy, I missed it. Is content in knowing I am his. I said contentment, but that's a biggie. Content in knowing that I am his. See, that's a big deal. Because when you're going through negative situations, whatever it may be, you know I'm God's. And God always have me. I'm his child. So he's going to take care of this situation. And if I'm going through it, it's going to work together for my good. I don't say it. But I know it's going to work together for my good because, see, I'm his and he loves me and he always wants the best for me. So that that brings on that joy to know that the father loves you and that your father is pleased with your life. That brings on a joy that I just can't really explain. So it's like, yeah, I will go through this. Because my father is with me. My father, he didn't bring it on me. But if he brought it to me, he's going to bring me through it. And, and, and then strengthen, establish, settle me. Scripture. See, that's why you have to know the scripture. But anyway, um, the culture is pushing happiness instead of joy. They keep pushing happiness instead of joy outside of God. And you're going to keep seeing these mental illnesses go up. You're going to keep seeing even divorce rates go up because it's all about you and making yourself happy. I see it even in children relationships, the single moms, some single moms, all about making themselves happy, but their children is not being raised correctly. They're not, uh, they're not catering to the needs and, and, and the, you know, desires of the children because they so focused on living their life and being happy. Like, really? So you're going to sacrifice your kids' needs, wants, and, and, and just being brought up as a child because you want to please yourself. You should have thought about that before you laid down and had children. And so I sacrifice my happiness a lot of times because I want to make sure my children are, uh, their needs and their wants is being supplied. And so it's nothing wrong with us as parents enjoying ourselves. But the moment when, when your children is going without 
even the nurturing, the caring, and the loving and support that they need. If they're going without that, then you should not be doing what you call living the life of happiness. Because your happiness is ruining your children's lives. So that's why I'm saying in the name of happiness, some single moms just be, no, it's ridiculous. And that is not pleasing to God or beneficial to your children. And yes, I make sure, you know, I like take a break, a little quiet break to myself, things like that. Uh, That's fine. But if it's going to come between my children, needs, support, nurturing and all of that. Mm-mm. I'm not I'm not about to do that. And so, no, I, I figured out a long time ago, some things that I want to do have to be sacrificed for my children's and betterment. But anyway, but since this world, this world, it, it keep put because you see single moms, they're lead. Now, now, I'm not saying it's wrong with you sometimes going on, you know, out to, you know, treat yourself out to dinner or something like that. I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. No, what I'm saying is you have these just, it's just a shame. Because we always supposed to think about our children, especially above ourselves. And so we don't want to be, we don't want to be this way that we raise up children that resent us in the name of happiness, our happiness. Like really? But it's really selfish. What that is, is selfish. Um, anyway, so the culture encourages us to seek happiness in any way possible. Okay, any way possible. And so the thing that gets me is the Bible said that this will happen. The Bible said that in the last days that people will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And that's found in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 6. God already warned us. And that is how it is. It's like uh, uh, the world, the culture is gravitating about of pleasure, pleasing yourself, pleasing yourself, making yourself happy. But what about God? Is God happy with our devotion to him? Is God happy with our life? Is God pleased? But who is asking these questions? Who? I am, because I'm like, I want God to be happy, not just happy, but satisfied with my praise, with my life, with my devotion and our relationship. And any time that my happiness will come between me and God's relationship, then that thing got to go, got to go. And so anyway, that's what we ought to be concerned is about pleasing God. But the Bible said in Timothy, that there will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And that is all I mostly see on social media, wherever I go. It's like about having a good time, making themselves happy, and not even thinking about God. Because people, I don't know what these folks be thinking about. Going up in the church building is not only thing you're supposed to do to please God. While we come into the church building, is so yes, we can praise them, but yes, so we can hear from preacher. Yes, so we can connect with other believers in Christ Jesus. Yes, so we can get empowered the more so we can fight the devil that's on the outside of the world. And, and so we can stay spiritually strong. And so we can get empowered with this word so we can spread it to other people, be a witness, be a witness in our life and in word. 
Yes, and be an ambassador because you can't be an ambassador if you don't even know the word of God. So yes, we need to gather and hear the, the preach and the taught word of God. So, but that's not enough. Like that's not enough. And so when you get to the point where you're going to be a lover of pleasure, like whatever you want to do with your life that please you, you put that above God. Like, like, no, God is not happy about that because God has a work for all of us to do in the earth. And anytime that we put our pleasures before God is unpleasing to him. Because he's God and he wants to reign in our lives. He wants to be Lord over our life. So, but anyway, it's being pushed up and people are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And the Bible said that this will happen. Okay, now, next thing. So, in the world, we see this. And so, it's three ways that we see this in the world. And God said, like, hey, if any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So we have to check ourselves and see if we're in these categories. Because if so, the love of the Father is not in you, which means you're not saved. Stop saying you're saved. Woo! Anyway, lovers, lovers, lovers of pleasure more than loves of God. And we see this in the world again about the name, the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes and a pride of life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and a pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And if you love these things, the love of the Father is not in you. So we're going to deal with the lust of the eyes because it's not as deep. So lust of the eyes could include, since you want to be happy, but I'm making myself happy and I'm not bothering nobody else. I'm not bothering nobody else. Pornography. Is lust of the eyes. You stare at a naked woman or a naked man or a man and a woman having sexual relations. Two men having sexual relations. Two two women. Whichever. Whichever way. is pornography and it's not pleasing. And that's lust of the eyes. If you see a woman walking on the street. Us women. A man walking on the street. And you desiring to do something sexually or whatever to that man. That's lust of the eyes because you're not married and that's definitely not your husband. So if you look at, at, at something to, to just, it's, it's just a, to, a, a, a wrong desire. Let me say wrong desire. So you looking at these things, wanting it, wanting it for yourself. So it can be somebody else's car, somebody else's house that you're looking at and you desire it and you want it. For yourself, that's less of the eyes. And I'm not talking about, oh, you saying, oh, I'm going to work hard so I can get this for myself. I really like their car. No, I'm talking about you want theirs. And, and you jealous because you looking at your eyes and you coveting and wanting what is not yours. So we have to work on these things. We can't have this in our life. Because no, that is not happiness. That's not happiness. But I'm going to deal with pornography more because more people be like, hey, this make me happy and I'm not bothering nobody else. But God see you and it's a sin because it's lust of the eyes. You're desiring. You're looking at this. It's not, it's, 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 a, it's a wrong for desire because you're pleasing yourself through the pornography. We're going to go on. Lust of the flesh. This is a big one. And I'm telling you that these 
The world is pushing this through music, social media. What else I put? TV, movies, whatever. Sex. And that's a part of the lust of the flesh. We are single. Most of us that's maybe watching or listening, we are single. You have no business having sex with someone if you're not married to them. And I'm going to tell you, it don't matter if this is your boyfriend, if this is your fiance, God God don't honor that. All he honors and all he honors is marriage. And so sex is good. And I want to make sure my young people, old people here, sex is good. But sex outside of marriage is bad. Sex in itself is good. But sex outside of marriage is bad. And so we can't let the world, uh, social media, movies, whatever, music, we cannot let that turn us away from what the Bible says. Because if you felt in fornication, the Bible says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I don't care what he, she, whoever say is not lawful under God and you will go to hell if you are having sex with somebody that you're not married to. Or perhaps you're married, but you're having sex with somebody that is not your spouse. You're going to hell. It's a sin. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we can't let the lust of the flesh take over us and say, oh, I just want to be happy. And I had people before tell me, like, girl, like, hey, live a little. Like, girl, you got to be happy, too. I'm not happy, though. If, if I, I'm not happy about that choice of having sex with someone that I'm not married to. That don't, that don't bring me happiness because I know it's disobedience to God. Now, yes, if I go out and have a relationship with somebody, oh, it pay, feel good in the moment. In the moment. But probably after it, I'm going to be crying and boo-hooing. Because I'm like, what, what did I do in God's sight? And so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why when I think of stuff, I'm like, God, please. Mm-mm. Momentarily, pleasure is not worth it. Like, I love God. And I feel like I was like, I cannot do this evil in God's sight. No, it's only and then it's only to be experienced through a, a wife and husband. And yes, I'm a wife. And when my husband come, yes, sex is in order. But outside of marriage, sex is outside of order. So, and we have to know that when we do this act, that it is bringing us and that person together as one. As one. And I really wish I would have got this drilled in my head when I was way younger. You and that person is one. That is the most intimate part of you. You are giving your very best to this person at this moment. There's nothing else better that you can offer to a person except for your body. This is you. The most precious thing you have on you. Your soul is being united. All of you. He is ejaculating inside of you. Like, like we have to take this serious and know what the process is happening. And yes, you know, the happy hormones is being released. And... and that's why it sometimes is hard to disconnect from a certain person, especially if you had sex with them for a long time, because y'all y'all have really formed this really tight knit bond. And every time you do this, you get a good feeling about it. So it's like your body want the good feeling over and over. So you're gonna desire him. So you 
And then you mistake it for, oh, we good. No, we're, you're not good with this person. It's just the sex is good. So you don't want that to be in your mind. So you was happy in the moment. But see, this person is not good for you. And so that's why I'm telling y'all, young ladies, it may be feeling good at the moment. But you got to think about the future. First of all, the present. Is God pleased with me having sex with somebody that I'm not married to? No, he's not. Second, I can get a disease from this person. Third, I can get pregnant, okay? And most importantly, whether or not I get a disease, I get pregnant, me and this person has become one. Now, he's a part of me. And it's going to take Jesus Christ to destroy that soul tie. So, you need to think, is is it really worth me being happy in a moment for all these other negative things that could happen to me? Number one, me Coming between me and my relationship with God? No, I don't think this moment is is worth it. And if you have done it, you need to repent before God. And don't put yourself in that situation ever again. So anyway, your happiness in the moment is not worth the consequences, even eternal consequences. Because if you're behind, get caught up in the air, however it get caught. And Jesus come back. And you are having sex and you're not married. You're going to hell. If you have a heart attack while you having sex with somebody that's not your husband, you're going to hell. It's no time to repent. So I'm just trying to figure out, look, we need to take this thing serious because surely Jesus is coming back. And secondly, I love God. Like, I really love God. And I notice this pleases him. So I can't be having sexual relations with somebody I'm not married to. That includes oral, anal, vaginal sex, whatever kind of sex. Can't do none of it. Okay. And and it's good. Because see, what I was teaching my teens was this is a safeguard. Safeguard. That's what, see, this is why I know God loves me so. It's a safeguard. It's safeguarding me. From heartache, from this man leaving me, and I and I have to deal with that. It's safeguarding me from 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 again diseases and from unwanted pregnancy and, and, and from and from getting too connected to a person that didn't even want to be that connected. It's safeguarding my mind and it's safeguarding my heart. That's why Jesus only wanted us to experience sexual relations in marriage. Because he wants you to become one with that person. He wants y'all to be close-knit together. Because the marriage is like Christ style the church. So he wants you to be close. He wants you to feel the needs of your spouse. Know your spouse inside and out. He wants y'all to be together like that. Because unity is powerful. But you don't want that unity with somebody that you're not going to marry that only care about screwing somebody and not about commitment and honor and being honorable in God's sight. So we're going to go on. They have sex to make you happy. They say you should do sex in which God did not intend for sex just to make you happy. He intended for it to be had between one woman and one man in holy matrimony and marriage for your pleasure and procreation there you go that was its intent but the devil and the world and culture has tried to put a darkness on just just darken sex but sex is good remember 
Sex outside of marriage is bad. It's unpleasing to God. Okay. Now, you got drugs. You got happy. People get happy. They get calm. They get excited. However they get. Because I never took drugs. But I've seen the, the effect on people. And so, okay. But is this worth... This is a moment of pleasure. And then a lot of moments might mess up your brain of these drugs. A lot of moments might make you have cancer. A lot of moments might cause some other type of illnesses. So it's really not worth the moment. Why are we going after this type of happiness outside of God? Like God gives me joy. Like I'll be on like, I'll be excited about my life and, and just him being in my life. So I don't need the drugs. And if you try Jesus on today, if you don't have them, you won't need the drugs either. Because he'll give you the joy you need. You won't experience temporary happiness to the next high. But I have everlasting joy. Hallelujah. And so the liquor, booze, okay. And see, when you do these things, none of your situations is disappearing. See, this is why I love Jesus. Because, see, Jesus got my back. And it's like, hey, when I spend time in his presence, uh, gaining knowledge of him, he let me know how to get through situations. He giving me the peace through the situations. But while you on his drugs, liquor, and sex, it's going to let you feel good in the moment. And your situation is still there. And actually, your situation may have got worse. Because if you get caught with drugs, you may go to jail or have to have a... Uh, um, or probation, you get dr- caught drinking and driving, you might have an accident, kill somebody, okay, now you made your situation even worse. You might get drunk, come to work drunk, okay, now you didn't got fired. Get high, come to work high, okay, you might get fired. Come home and you high and drunk, your, your kids don't even want to be around you because they know how you acting when you drunk or high. So I'm just saying, you're making the situation worse instead of going to God. See, this is the problem. People people are going to things that is outside of God. If we go to God and let him be our joy and let him be our peace, let him be our excitement, then we don't even have to worry about drugs. But see, it's just the thing that you don't want to give up yourself. You want parts of God, the good part, but you don't want to give up yourself and things that you're doing. It's not like God. And see, that's why a lot of people just push God out, act like he don't exist. But this temporary stuff, sex, drugs, and liquor, I mean, is not, is not solving the situation. And God is the greatest problem solver. And so, hey, I'm gonna stick with Jesus. All right, we're gonna go on. Um, partying. So people like, hey, I got to have a good time. This makes me happy going out with the girls, going out with the girls, partying and clubbing. Yes, this makes me happy so I can deal with my kids. The devil is a lie. Because, see, you, you, you is, is around the demonic spirits. And, and God is not pleased. And you bring them demonic spirits around your children. That's why they can't act right. Because you are demonically influencing. You demonically influencing your children. You worshiping the devil while you're at the parties and the clubs. Little do you know, because the, the music is demonically influenced. So when you raise your hand, shaking your booty, twerking, okay, demonic influence is around you. You being influenced by this, and then you taking it home to your children. And that's why they can't act right. So I'm trying to figure out how the temporary pleasures 
is going to make your life better. See, this is the wrong, this is the pursuit of happiness going wrong. Because it's not making your life better. It's not going right. It's going wrong. When you try to make yourself happy through these things, premarital sex, drugs, liquor, partying, clubbing, just pleasing your flesh, and you don't want to please God, is making the situation worse. And you're going to have to deal with some consequences that you brought upon yourself. And so that's why I had to check myself one day years ago. Like, no, this happiness is not worth worth it because it's just a moment. I'd rather have everlasting joy. I'd rather be pleasing to God because he's always with me. And he got me and I belong to him because it's a lot going around that you automatically a child of God. Like just because you say just because you say you're a child of God, you're not a child of God. You must be born into his kingdom by repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then you have to continue to obey his commandments because we are his children. So if you, you haven't done none of that, then you're not a child of God. And so that's the problem. It's like, again, we want this idea of God in our head that we made up. and But we want to pursue after happiness in the wrong way. Yeah, God, we got you on the side for the blessings. But we're going to pursue after sex, drugs, and liquor and clubbing because I want to be happy. But I'm going to pursue after all of this. And I'm going to just come to the church building and claim to be a ch- child of God or a saint. <laughs> Don't work that way. You're not a child of God and you're not a saint. Because you pursuing after everything except for God. So... It can't be. So we got to come to our senses and be like, you know what? I'm going to pursue hard after God. I'm going to pursue hard after the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything I need will be added to me. But the moment that you just keep trying to go after things yourself and pursue happiness, that's when you're going to find that you're on your way to destruction. Another thing about lust of the flesh is if he don't get you to have sex outside of marriage, he's getting the women in the church to settle for unequally yoked relationships. And it's becoming a, just a bad problem in the church. And I believe um, it's becoming this problem because a lot of people around you may be getting married or appear to be happy in their marriage. And that's what you want. And it's okay to desire happiness and marriage but i'm not gonna desire happiness and marriage outside the will of god do not walk out the will of god for your happiness because when that happens you're gonna endure some bad consequences because the bible say don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers so hey i've been single for a long time i mean obviously my whole life i've never been married but what i'm saying i have been without a boyfriend for over ooh, 10 years, 11, 12 years, long time. My baby is 15 years old, so since that time. Okay? And so I've been out without that. And so I understand like the, the wants or the desires to be happy with a spouse. But I'm not going to, again, disobey God's word to obtain it. And so that's what we all need to think about. Like, am I about to give up or or 
bring a monkey wrench in my relationship with God so I can be happy in a marriage? Because guess what? You might be happy for some time in that marriage, but if you went outside of God's will to get this man, you're not going to be happy for a while. It's about to be some, it's going to be some rough times coming. And rough times, I understand, come in every marriage, but I'm saying for your deliberate disobedience, some things will happen in your marriage that did not have to happen because you decide to walk out the will of God and settle for being in an unequally yoked relationship instead of waiting on God, instead of waiting on God and being in God's face and standing in his presence until he blessed you with somebody that was saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to endure the consequences. And so I'm like, you know what, Lord? It, it ain't even worth it. Yes, I want to be married, but this man got to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and walking in holiness. And so we're going to go on. All right. And then uh, we have the pride of life. Oh, wait, wait. I'm not finished. Human affection. It's okay. That's why a lot of people is like wanting to get married and all this. They want companionship. They want the human affection. And that's fine. But outside of the will of God, it's not fine. If you got this man because you want human affection and you know he's outside the will of God and you know he ain't saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, then guess what? You're out the will of God and you have set your affection on the wrong thing. Because see... If we set our affection on things above, like it says in Colossians 3, 1 through 2, then we'll be content in God. But the very moment that we allow our mind to pursue only us being happy, not pleasing God, but us being happy, that's when you're going to begin to fall. So you have to set your affection, set your mind, set your your devotion and be attached to things above like i seek to please god i seek to be holy i seek to walk in purpose this is what we have to be thinking set your affection on things above not on things on this earth because the stuff on earth is 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 fleeting if that's the right word for it. it's 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 here 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 for now but it's not everlasting even marriage is not it's not everlasting when I say that marriage, when you get to heaven, it's just going to be separate. We all going to be married to Christ. So it's like, do you really want to walk out the will of God for temporary happiness instead of having everlasting joy with God right now? He'll bring the spouse. But see, the problem is the singles, if, if you not set your affection on things above about pleasing God above yourself, that's when you start dwelling on you getting married or you pleasing your body and having sex with somebody that you ain't married to. So we have to focus on things above. Like I want to please God. I'm pleasing God now in my singleness. And when he sent my spouse, I will please him and I, I will please God in the context of marriage. But we need to be trying to please God now and setting our mind on things above. Not on things on this earth. The Bible also says, lay up treasures. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, but lay it in heaven. It's like you put all your energy into getting married. What about pleasing God? What about if Jesus come back right now? What, was you married to him? Was you engaged to him? Is what I mean. Was you engaged to him? 
Because you were so engaged in looking at married, married, you know, wedding gowns, uh, whatever else, whatever else. Looking at marriage show, whatever, whatever else. But you wasn't engaged with Christ. You was engaged with everything concerning marrying a natural man, but not Christ. So set your affection on things above, not on things on earth. Yes, we need to be preparing ourselves to be married. Oh, yes. But what I'm saying is if your mind is so focused on marriage to a man and not God, then you have missed the mark. And that's it. So we got to figure out, hey, I need to make sure that I am engaged to God and my affection is on things above so I won't get sidetracked about being married. Yes, I desire marriage, but I don't want to get my mind so focused on that where I would settle for someone less than who God made for me to marry. Okay, so now, pride of life gets a lot of people. Because it's like, I want to be in my bag. I want to be in my bag. I want to be in my bag. Okay, you want to be in your bag. It's okay. But if you're not laying your, for yourself treasures in heaven, and God come back to, to rapture you or for death, you not going to go in the pearly gates because you all was in your bag. Money, 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 status, how people see me, popularity and all of this. That made you happy. Making more money. People mentioning your name. All of this status, like I said, that made you happy. But yet you wasn't holy. Money, having money is okay. But when you gravitate to that and all your treasure is on earth, what's going to happen when you die? You ain't lay a nut for yourself in heaven. You wasn't pleasing to God. You didn't do what God called you to do. You wasn't walking in purpose, walking in his purpose for your life or his will. So I'm trying to figure out how you think you're going to get a crown. Because you ain't getting no crown in heaven. People on earth may praise you, but Jesus Christ will not. So we need to make sure that while we in our bag, that we seek in the kingdom first. Because see, this, this pride of life is all about you and you making yourself happy. Let me tell you about the riches. When you go after riches, so you want to be happy. It say, but people who long to be rich, but people who long to be rich fall into temptation, fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. So when you, what's that? Long to be rich, you can fall into temptation and foolish and harmful desires that plunge you into ruin and destruction. For the love, see that's what I'm saying, the love of money is the root of all evil. How you know you love money? Because you putting it above God. You ain't even saved. You ain't trying to be saved. But you running after everything you can that involves money. You love it. And it's the root of all evil. And you're going to get ruined and you're going to be destroyed. And the devil is going to laugh as you fall into the ground. Oh, yeah, you're going to look good on earth. You're going to look real good on earth. But my, 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 when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, he'll say, depart. The Bible say, depart from me. Like, your works was of iniquity. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, why? Why, why would we pursue happiness at the, at the expense of getting out of God's presence? You can be happy and be in his presence. But you need joy. The Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. He don't want you just to be momentarily. Mo moments. He wants this everlasting. So it says some people craving money have wandered from the true faith. I'm seeing this over and over. They have wandered from the true faith because it's all about money to them. 
how they can make more money and be more prosperous in the world instead of your soul prospering. All you can about is prospering in the world. Mm. It's going, you're going to come to a abrupt end, ruin and destruction. And so it pierced them with many sorrows. So with that, when you have love of money, it's going to be followed with sorrows. It's going to be followed with harmful desires, foolish and harmful desires. And so the Bible was like, Telling Timothy, you need to run from this. Like run from the love of money and chase chase it after money. Run from that. Run from that. And when you do this, people going to be like, Mm-mm, she's so heavily bound. She no earthly good. I don't care what you're talking about. Hey, I, I am okay with having money. Like it's no problem with that. But guess what? I'm not going to chase money over my relationship with God. Like my soul is going to prosper more than my natural life. That's for sure. Because all this stuff I'm going to leave here on earth. No, I'm not saying that you should not build wealth. But if you're doing that above God, that's when it's a problem. Like your soul not saved. You're not pleasing to God. You're not walking in holiness. You're not doing, again, what God has called you to do. But yet you're still pursuing money riches. That's why you're going to come to ruin and destruction. Because your life is not meaningful you're not living what God created you for. So that's why, hey, you're going to find a real discretion because it's all about you, making you happy. Okay. So he told, in the Bible, it said, Timothy, this is what you're supposed to pursue. This is what you're supposed to pursue. Righteousness. So these people that call themselves saved, this is what the Bible says. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance and gentleness that's first timothy 6 9 through 11 what i'm gonna pursue righteousness a godly life along with faith love perseverance and gentleness that's what god told us to pursue so that's why the pursuit of happiness is going wrong because you're pursuing after money the love of it you love it so much but you're not pursuing righteousness and godly living because you can tell by the life you're living cussing Sleep with people that you're not married to. Again, party, clubbing, hating, envy, strife. You, it's no godly life being lived because you're pursuing after money and pleasing yourself and your happiness. When God said to pursue after righteousness and godly living. So we talking about we say we want to be saved. Pursue after righteousness and godly living. Okay, so a lot of people do not, again want to get out the presence because it's like wait a minute i know that with jesus i gotta suffer and so people are like okay i'm not about to deny myself no I'm, I'm gonna erase that scripture deny myself take out my cross and all of this no but what's going on is they gain in the world you got the money you got the career you got the car you got the house you didn't gain all of this stuff in the world but the bible say mm-hmm. where is it for what is it a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You didn't gain all this prestige in the world, all this money, fame, wealth, whatever. But you lost your soul, and that's what's going to last forever. No amount of years on this earth equals to forever. So you mean to tell me you're going to gain the money, the cars, the wife, the husband, all of this. But then you're going to lose your soul for eternity because you're going to feel the heat. 
and the fire and the stuff hit you, the brimstone hit your skin. And you're going to remember that when you should have been serving the Lord, you were serving self because self wanted to be happy. Self wanted to be happy. Self didn't want to give itself to God. Self didn't want to suffer with the saints. Self, self, self didn't want to suffer. And you're going to suffer somewhere or the other on this earth. So why not suffer for Christ? But we're going to go on. So self didn't want to give up things for God. Self only went out after what made self happy. And now self then lost his soul. And self going to be burning in hell, woman or man, forever and ever. The lake of fire. Eternal separation from God, your creator. Because you listen to the voice of the deceiver and you want to please yourself. Okay. Lose yourself if you want to. It's going to be everlasting. This world is just temporary. So, I'm telling y'all. We got to, we have to remember to set, set our affection on things above and deny ourselves. Because God tells us to deny ourselves Because he don't want nothing to come between our relationship, like our relationship with him. He want to protect us from some negative things that could happen to us. We need balance and God wants us to have that. So some things we need to deny ourselves and we'll know those things if we have a relationship with him. So we need to keep that. Why you don't think about that pursuing happiness Instead of pursuing righteousness and godly living. Because God is there to help you through this life. He'll give you what you need. Yes, we have to work for it. (laughs) Some things we may not. But some things we do work for it. But he's going to show you how to do and what to do. Not to be in excess. Okay. So, yes. Like I was saying, um, we have to suffer. We have to suffer. And a lot of people don't want to do that. That's why they choose to not be with God. But again, you're going to suffer it, it, anywhere. If you, can't, if you can't suffer with God now, you're not going to reign with him. Point blank period. So you can have your heaven on earth that you think it is. But when you get to eternity, which it is, don't let Satan convince you it's not. When you get to the judgment seat, you're going to be going to hell. And so we need to make sure that on earth that we maintain it. And it's not just to scare somebody to hell. It's like you need to know you won't be with God. I mean, it's the man that loves you enough to die for your sins. Like, it's no way that I would want to go to hell. Let the devil convince me that I'm okay pursuing after riches and fame and popularity and status and go to hell. And I'll not be with the creator that loves me and cares about me and died for me. But I'm being hell with the man that hated me and that convinced me to go to hell or deceive me to go. Ain't no way. I would not want to be with him forever and ever. But anyway, this decision that uh, we all have to make, heaven or hell, Jesus or the devil, myself or or Jesus. Okay, so I choose to suffer. I choose to suffer... uh, with the people of God. I choose to suffer for God knowing that I will reign with him forever. The Bible said like about Moses. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. It's only going to be a season y'all. It's only a season. Only a season. Even if you did it your whole life. It's just a season. Because eternity is forever. So I'd rather... I choose to suffer affliction with the people of God. Oh, yeah, you're going to be hated for Christ's sake. You're going to go through uh, things of being alone. You're going to go through a lot of different things on this side because the God of this world, 
And a lot of people are demonically influenced. So it's like, if they hated Christ, no, they're going to hate you too. And so, but I'd rather suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That's found in Hebrews 11, 24 through 27. And so I really, I'm really strong and passionate about this because it's like, we need to think about this really closely and say, you know what? I'm going to choose Christ. I'm going to pursue after holiness. I'm going to pursue after godly living. I'm going to pursue after righteousness. I'm going to pursue his kingdom so I can have, in conclusion, this joy, unspeakable joy. Joy, unspeakable joy. And so it say, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Like sometimes it may make you heavy that the trial of your faith, uh, being much more precious than of gold that perish it, though it may be tried with fire. Oh, you're going to be tried. Might be found unto praise. I want to be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Because I did not pursue after happiness alone. I pursued after God's kingdom. I pursued after righteousness. I pursued after godly living. I pursued after faith and love and gentleness and all of these things. And so... I will be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, I haven't seen him yet. I love him. I haven't seen him yet, but I love him. And whom though now ye see him not, yet I still believe. That's why I believe. That's why I'm not going to just pursue after happiness. I'm going to pursue after him because I believe that Jesus is real. I believe that there is love. I believe the joy is in his presence. So ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, rejoicing the end of your faith, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. First Peter 6 and 9. So I want to have that joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm rejoicing. I rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory because I love him. And I know that when he comes, that I am, he's going to present me faultless before the presence of his glory. And I'm going to receive the end of my faith, which is the salvation of my soul. That is the most important thing. The salvation of my soul. I got to live with Jesus forever. I have to live with Jesus forever. My work down here is not going to be done. And so y'all for my podcast, I'm going to end this. So y'all that are on my podcast, y'all have a blessed night. Blessed night. Peace out to y'all on my podcast.